We're back. We took a week off, but we came back for y'all. What's poppin'? Yes. <laughs> Welcome Not back. Not much. You? <laughs> Nothing much with me either. Uh, were you asking me or are you asking the audience? Honestly, both. Like we're you know we're here for we're here for everybody. Welcome back right. to Mind Your Business. My name is Princess. My name is Jean Michel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for tuning in to our tenth episode. I'm so proud of us, Jean Michel. This is probably the most me I think well. committed that I've been to something. And I would more or less like to thank you, Jean-Michel, specifically, because the podcast was your idea. And I would like to thank our, like, listeners who tune in every week. So, thanks. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, thank you. I would like to let you all know that finally, finally, we have a Instagram page. The requests have been answered. I hope y'all fuck with the aesthetics. Um, if you don't know that we have an Instagram page, I will tell you the at. You can add us now whenever you want. You want to drag us, send us a message. It is mindyourbusiness underscore podcast. You know, so give us a follow, give us a like, give us a great. share. Thanks, man. It took it took a minute. It took a minute. Feel free to just peruse that and. We're still staying on SoundCloud. I like SoundCloud. We are too broke to afford any of the other platforms. And yeah, so we just go keep it like that. And when we move on to other platforms, obviously, you all will be the first to know. Jean-Michel. Yo, shout out to Jay-Z. Get us on Tidal. Uh, nigga, we would not get a single listen on Tidal. <laughs> Who the fuck uses Tidal out here? Like, do y'all use Tidal? I use Title. I Title is the best. Title is is great. It's underrated. Are you are you actually joking? No, I'm serious. Like Title, they have like information about all the, the music on there. You can like read the liner notes, and it has it has like a pretty deep library. I think comparable to Spotify these days. I don't, I've never Title is not. It's not a slouch. I've never used Spotify. Title's on the come up. I'm an iTunes music girl, like wholeheartedly. I used to use I used to use Google. That's what they music. call it now. Yeah, they just call it like I I don't know what they actually call it. I just call it iTunes Music, whatever. Um, I used to use Google Music for a minute because it gave you like full access to a bunch of things on YouTube and Google Music. But because you know I'm an iPhone user, Apple all day. Fuck at this capitalism shit, and fuck the new iPhone that's coming out. Like I think having Apple products is no longer you. You just don't have Apple. Like it's a lifestyle. And like once you're in, once you get like your first Apple product, it's really hard to not bulk up. Like it's so horrible. I feel bad. Honestly, I know that there's a special place in hell for people like me who spew like all of this like fucking anti-imperialist, anti-capitalist like dogma. And then I get myself in trouble with <laughs> by like getting probably the most unsustainable form of technology ever. So I'm willing to take the L. I'm I make up for being sustainable in other ways, I but I still feel bad. But I don't I buy Apple. Yeah, but I don't buy Apple products very often. And this is I think the Apple laptop that I have right now, this is like the first laptop that I've had that I didn't get refurbished. The other laptops I've had, I've gotten refurbished. So you know, before y'all drag me, 
that's the tea. Um, okay, so like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever listened to our woke episode. You totally should. I'm sorry I kind of fucked up on the editing on that one, but I had a bit of a woke moment recently and like crazy because you know, I like to stay woke, but when your feelings sometimes get in the way, it's really hard to stay woke. And this is more just so that like my white girlfriend listeners can really get how stressful it is as a black woman to date. So on Friday- Wait, you're I, telling me white women listen to this show? They do. So like, this is for y'all. <laughs> Certain white women who were even like, quote unquote woke or like, you know, are quote unquote allies um, that they don't completely get about like when you're a black woman and dating. So I had a date on Friday. I was planning on canceling, but unfortunately, because women are conditioned to be nice to men, as much as we try to fight that urge, I was like, fuck it, whatever, I'll go on this date. Um, and the date pretty much was on my patio. <laughs> and um, I invited this guy over and he's not like, He's not white, he's white-ish, he's Lebanese. And um, uh-huh. I don't give a fuck if he hears this episode because he actually does know that like I have a podcast and I'm pretty sure he follows. So this is this is for him. Um, oh, so it's that serious already. Yeah, like the thing that really bothered me, like in certain occasions for shits and giggles would like put on a quota, like a black scent, like, I was telling him about how I was upset about something that had happened. And he was like, oh, were you like, oh, hell no. And I literally was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? I see what you mean now. And it just got like, it went on the the t-shirt, right? Yeah. Like it just went like so much further downhill from there. And that I'm a hundred percent sure that he just would never say to a white girl And I mean that, like, he said things about, like, my body that I don't think that he would ever say to a white woman. It is one of the things that just, like, gets me so fucking pissed off about dating within the body that I'm in is it's, like, the shitty thing is I just want to be treated, like, as princess. But, like, I still am not. And this is by, like someone who's attempting to be like an intimate partner with me, right? And I'm like, you know, I wanna say like, well, if you're not gonna say this to a white girl or if you would never say this to a white person, then like, why do you feel comfortable saying this to me? And so it was that, there were like so many red flags. He like called a girl that he had like slept with a slut and I literally was just like, and I said something obviously because I'm not a quiet person. I I swear to God. I swear to fucking God, like to my face, dead ass on God, Monica. Like he literally (laughs) was like, sorry, I had to switch on the New York for a second. Cause like, like he literally called a, another woman that he slept with a slut to my face. I was, I was quite disturbed. I was just like, yeah, this is, this is, this is an extra dub, 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 like goodbye. And I just like, I don't want to hear your mouth. The world would be a better place if like, women could literally just mentally mute men. And it, it's just, it's shitty because- Like it's that like, Black Mirror episode? Literally. 
Honestly, I'd be down for like a Black Mirror dating episode where like women just mute men. <laughs> we just mute you. No, that, but that that was that was an episode, and they tried to t turn it into a horror story when actually it seemed pretty nice. Yeah, like it was one of the lamer episodes. Though the world would be a better place if we could literally just press mute on men, like point blank. Everyone can agree to yeah. that. And you know the thing that just like it it like it really pissed me off because I've had conversations with white women who have said things like, "Well, princess, you." Because I've had conversations with white women who date men of color and who date black men. And I've, I've voiced how uncomfortable I am about it to an extent. Not because like, I don't like, I'm not gonna like come for you cause like you're a white girl who I'm friends with and you're dating a black man. No, I'm going to come for you if you are a white woman that I'm friends with that I know you've dated other problematic men like other problematic white men and you co-signed their shit and you didn't give a fuck about the shit that they were doing and now all of a sudden you want to like open your fucking third eye get some mandingo plain and fucking <laughs> simple right and you know in those conversations like i've literally had a white woman look at me and say to me that i like well you you date white men and i'm like do you know the risk that i'm taking do you know the all kinds of you're pretty for a black girl, all of that shit? Like, oh, you know, like it's, I'm, I've never met like a black girl who didn't have like a nice ass type of comments I'm opening myself up to. Do you know? Do you know? And obviously this isn't to say that like, I don't get disrespected by like black men. I have, but that's not what we are talking about today. And so, like, yeah, it is, like, yo, black women really, we just, we literally are taking risks just by, like, existing in the world, like, for real. I, like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I cried a little bit, if I'm being honest. I did. I really did. Because it, it, it genuinely fucking hurt that, like, someone felt so comfortable. And it's, like, it, it's sort of, like, someone knows that you are, like, they, they know your quote-unquote place in society. So they feel comfortable saying like fucked up shit to you. And I'm a stranger. Like you just met me, bro. Like, and you're calling another woman a slut to my face. You're saying some wild ass shit. That was, that was that. But before we actually started working on this podcast, I actually was watching something really cool. I was watching a documentary about, um, the, about Imperial Turkey and the harem. And mm -hmm. did you know that they had all of their units? What's the documentary? It's called, it's literally called The Harem. It's on Amazon Prime and you could also get it on YouTube. Did you know that they had black eunuchs? Mm -hmm. They had black eunuchs. So there's literally a whole oh, group. Like, the, like that song? What? What song? Like that Algiers song? I've never. Black eunuch. Uh, I, yeah, sure. I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, but they, they, they had black eunuchs. And you like, and so I actually did some research and what I ended up finding out that it's like a, a lot of these black eunuchs have descendants. There's a literal subculture of like Africans and like an African subculture within Turkey. I thought it was crazy because not many, not even many like Turkish people even know that like they literally, they're li there's literally a part of Turkey. I didn't finish my research because we had to record the show. Um, there's literally a part of Turkey where a majority of the the folks there are the descendants of the black eunuchs because castration back in the day didn't always work. 
So anyway, but yeah. Wait, how does it not work? How, um, do, how do you fail at castration? Because there's... It other, seems pretty straightforward. There's No, 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 no. Because back then, there were multiple ways to castrate someone. And because uh-huh. of slavery... <laughs> Yes, slavery. Wow. I feel like every week, I feel like we should literally just start calling the show Because of Slavery. Um, We should just rename America that. Because of Slavery. Um, But because of slavery, uh, during the slave trade, what would happen is when they would, this is actually really uncomfortable for me to say, but when they would buy these young men, sometimes the young men were so scared that their balls would never drop. Mm-hmm. So at that point, because their balls never dropped, there was no point in like performing the actual surgery. And sometimes they did some other wild ass shit, like just cut off the whole fucking thing. So yeah, slavery, man. It is, it's savage. We all know that. Um, and so it's just really interesting because I watch a lot of Turkish dramas and they don't usually have like any black people in them. And so it was really interesting to find out that like Turkey literally has a whole population of people that are like, they're black Turks. You just, you never hear about them. Um, and so, yeah, so to all of my Turkish friends out there, check it out, learn your history. Cause I know for a fact they didn't put this in your school books. Okay. I want to get onto another topic. John Michelle, what the fuck is going on with Hollywood again? Like one minute, they're all solidarity. The next minute, Gal Gadot is supposed to play fucking Cleopatra. Explain it because you are more better versed in the way these motherfuckers work than I am. What the fuck? Well, well you see, it's, it's like Cleopatra is a very lucrative brand because the last time they made a Cleopatra movie, it was like at the tail end of the 50s. Oh, with Elizabeth Taylor? The Queen of Africa? Huh? The Queen of the Nile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the last time Hollywood made, made a Cleopatra movie, it was at the end of the 1950s. They just made, like, all these ancient Greek, ancient Rome movies that did a lot of business. So they made Cleopatra, like, the most expensive movie ever. And they had to, like, build a whole new section of L.A. just to film it. It's called Century City now. And when Cleopatra came out, it had Elizabeth Taylor. So she was a big star at the time. So a white person's already off. played Cleopatra. Why the fuck are we getting another white bitch to play Cleopatra? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a white white lady play Cleopatra, but that movie actually bombed. Like, it didn't make money. And I've actually 20th seen Century it. Fox, huh? I've seen it. I get right. why. And I love Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you think of the the last Cleopatra movie? What do you think of it? The one with Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Um, I kind of was just like this is very on brand (laughs) i didn't think anything of it i like i didn't really quite like it because it made absolutely no sense to me that there was a white lady playing a woman of color but you know go off i mean i thought that for the 50s i thought it was relatively good quality i'm like i said before i am an elizabeth taylor fan diamonds are forever um, I don't really have... She was an icon. Yeah, she's an icon. And I think that that's, like, that's kind of why... I thought the production value was pretty good because obviously it's Hollywood, so it's always usually pretty good production value. Clearly, I don't need to say that the movie is racist. <laughs> like, we all know that. Those are my thoughts. But yeah, you right. go off. Yeah, 
Well, I, I have never watched the movie. Like, I tried to watch it once on Netflix and I fell asleep. Yeah, it's um, like two hours long, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very long. I think they have an but intermission. Like, huh? I think there's an intermission. Yeah, yeah, all the movies had intermissions back then. But the thing this movie is most famous for is just not, it's just bombing. Like, it didn't make any money. It almost shut down the studio. Like, it almost bankrupted um, them? Yeah, Fox, Fox almost got bankrupted by Cleopatra. And... 50 years later, they got bought by Disney. So. so so they think that by now using another white lady to play Cleopatra, they think that they can somehow reverse the hands of time? Like, are they dumb? <laughs> um, maybe it's 4D chess. Maybe we're not thinking on the same level as them. And you know the thing that I think <laughs> is interesting about choosing Gal Gadot is I feel like in their mind, they thought they were picking, you know, she's... She's like Mediterranean. She's like olivey skinned. And somehow like the rest of the world, including, you know, Africans, <laughs> uh, we would just like magically be like, mm, nice choice. Well done. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, don't get me wrong. I could definitely see like Cleopatra being low-key type light-skinned because of the way the Greek, well, not the, the, the Romans, like inserted themselves into the gene pool. And I'm saying inserted themselves into the gene pool in the nicest way possible <laughs> when I really shouldn't be nice about it. But like, that is something that I know that they did. But at the end of the day, it's like, y'all can't be out here talking about, we're trying to like diversify Hollywood and all this shit and then turn around and cast a white woman as Cleopatra. I beg, what the fuck? Like, so all of this bullshit nonsense we believe Black Lives Matter and all of this shit. It just, they just forget. It went out the window. It's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. And you but know, but at some point- I'm just not sure if I would have preferred like, I'm like kind of relieved that they didn't do like a dark skinned African Cleopatra. Really? Cause I was like, literally about to say, y'all niggas didn't, y'all don't have Lupita's number. Y'all don't know her agent. <laughs> I mean, Lupita, Lupita should get paid, but imagine like all the hoteps that would come out to support this movie. <laughs> If you had like a black oh, Egypt movie. <laughs> yeah, actually I take that. Yeah. I God. It's it's like a double edged sword. Always and forever for us, isn't it? <laughs> just isn't leave Cleopatra it? alone. We can just leave Cleopatra alone. I think we're at the point in history where like she's good. For fucking real though. Like, you know who I could actually kind of see in this role? Journey Smouye. <laughs> Smollett, my bad. I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop coming for her. Is that her? Was that her brother or her cousin? Yeah, that was her. That was her brother. That was Jesse. Yeah, I feel like I come for him every time. <laughs> Smooye. Anyway, I could see you know a little journey, journey type like Smooye all up in there. Like I could see that, but whatever. I just I read the article like two days ago, and I was just like, ah, all of you, you are mad, mad thing. Anyway. Oh my gosh, Jean-Michel, the Republicans have come again. They have come again. Um, what do they do? Some dumbass, like, racist, like, Republican governor tried to, like, comfort uh, Kamala Harris during a campaign. He was like, Kamala, Kamala, whatever the fuck her name is, like, essentially. And I mm. was like, ah, I was like, this nigga's trash. Because he's been working with Kamala Harris for, like, the last four years. He did that, obviously, because he's being racist. And Twitter, of course, ah, came for him. But also, like, as someone, as two people who have English or, like, well, you French or, like, first names and then have, like, African <laughs> yeah, last names. Yeah, this is names, definitely the same category. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, till today, I, I shit you not, I get so annoyed when people say some fun because I'm like, that's not my fucking last name. 
Yes, I'm out here just putting my government name on record. Princess Olasimbo, Oluwafumilayo Temitokwe Diana. I'm pretty sure I forgot one name. Oh yeah, Ajoke. Sorry, Ajoke. Y'all can learn how to that's, say that's fucking Sarkovsky, Putin, all of these like crazy ass like Polish Russian names, but y'all can't even deign yourself to just learn how to say like Asian and African names and well also like Arab names. Why? We know how to say fucking Netanyahu. Easy, simple. So, right. what's good? Well, well, we all they also can't say Irish names either. Like, Shirshi Ronan has never had a successful awards campaign because people will not say her name correctly. But you're not even... It's Sersha. It's not Cersei. Right, exactly. It's exactly. Sersha, dumbass. <laughs> exactly. The fuck? <laughs> like, I'm proving my own point. No, but it's also... It's, like, mad disrespectful. I'm Okay, but at the end of the day, you can't you can't compare Sir, uh, Sersha to, to, like, a black woman in that sense. Because at the end of the day, like... Sersha, I'm pretty sure gets would probably get way more respect just by the fact that she is white and people would actually go out of their way, air quotes, go out of their way to actually learn to pronounce her name. Like I said, we know how to say Netanyahu and we know how to say all of these other fucking names. So that's the right. thing that pisses me off is like, we learned your language. Well, because you forced us to. All we just ask is you fucking respect us and our culture and our heritage. But you know what? Whatever. Also, Jean-Michel, I'm still waiting to get my, like, my ballot in the mail. Y'all, I almost did not vote. Right. Yeah. Jean-Michel came through one time for the one time for the win. Um. So long story short, I was not feeling super great about the options for the election and I don't like Biden and as much as like you know Kamala Harris is black girl magic not the kind of black girl magic I fuck with because she's done some really harmful things to like the queer community the trans community and even in turn the black community and right. so I decided to make up my mind to like register to vote and all that shit. The night of Pence and uh, Harris debate. I'm ready now to go into a boardroom. I wish a nigga would. I wish a white man would try to interrupt me. The way I will decide I am and be like, I'm speaking. I am speaking. Sa, do you not understand? <laughs> do, do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? I am speaking, sir. And so I was like, yeah, honestly, like, we just got to vote them out. And I'd rather, to be honest, I'd rather, I'd rather grumble through a Biden-Harris, like, presidency than a Trump-Pence authoritarian regime in the in the making and i think that that's the difference one will be an actual presidency and the other will literally be like authoritarianism and i know that my grandfather did not work so hard to bring us to america so that like we could bow down to another fucking military coup situation na 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 to the no no that yeah, is the story that. fuck that yeah are you doing your mail are you mailing in your ballot as well no, I'm gonna go to the early polling places because uh, I don't, I don't trust these. Yeah. I think honestly something I'm thinking about doing is I think I might go to the American Embassy here in um in downtown Montreal. Right. To like have them either mail in my ballot or like do it there because I'm pretty sure they do it there. So stay tuned. You, I'll probably I'll give you guys updates on our Instagram page. I'll make a story about it. 
Jean Michelle, you should make a story about early voting as well. That'd be cool. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, because it is our 10th episode and you all, you know, you've gotten to know like our thoughts and things, but I don't think that you've gotten to know us on a more personal level. John Michelle and I have come up with, you know, 10 questions, five for him, five for me, because it's our 10th episode. So you're gonna get to like know us a little bit better. John Michelle, what's your first question for me? Right. My first question is what is your age bracket? The fuck like, you mean? What the fuck is my age bracket? Like, what? Like, how old are you? But you don't have to get like specific to the year. Just oh, like... look at you being nice because you know women don't like to do that. I'm still young enough that I'm still real comfortable with my age. I am 24. I thought you meant like what age bracket do I date? I was like, nigga, we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to talk about ourselves, not pimp ourselves out. Like, <laughs> chill. I'm not trying to pimp myself. Uh, well, you're taken. Yeah, you're, you're in a relationship. Yeah. Okay, so my first question for you is... Also, that was such a lightweight question. It's kind of making me feel weird about my question. My question for <laughs> you is, what have you enjoyed most about doing this podcast? Uh, hanging out with you because you're one of my best friends. Oh! And, and like... Yeah, just having an outlet to talk about this crazy shit that's happening. COVID, Trump presidency. Aww, um, Bubba! It's... I thought you knew this, Laurie. I mean, I, I like, I knew it, but it's another thing to like hear it. I'm all warm and fuzzy now. Aw, that's so sweet. Okay, um, it is your turn. Where are you from? <laughs> Nigga, I think everybody knows this at this point. I am, I'm, I am, you know, I'm Nigerian American. I was born in Nigeria and we moved to America when I was about five years old. Who has been, dude, I hate you so much right now because you're making me want to change my questions. Um, okay. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. How old are you and where are you from? Nigga, if you're going to put my government out there, I'm putting yours out there too. Right. Uh, I'm 22, I think. Yeah, I'm 22. I'm still 22. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's just been a wild year, okay? Um, I am from Colorado. That's where I was born. And I have a Colombian mom and a Burundian dad. Oh, and my, my Colombian mom is from a Caribbean island originally. Oh, my God. So I am Speaking. Caribbean, Latino, African, and American. Ooh, look at you. Um, The thing that really pressed me is I actually talked about you with that guy that I, like, went on that date with. And I said um, that, like, you were American, but your mom is Colombian and your dad's like from Burundi. And do you right. know that this nigga called you exotic? And I shut him all the way the fuck down. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Jean Michel. I'm a rare Pokemon. I was like, I was like, Jean Michel is a person. And like that whole exotic shit really needs to be canceled with a quickness, but whatever. What's your next question for me? Why did you want to start a podcast? Or do uh, a podcast? Because you and I always had really funny conversations. And one day you brought up, why don't we just have a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I have nothing better to do. <laughs> right. So fuck it. Let's do it, gang gang. <laughs> what is one film that you wish you could have worked on and why? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I have to think about this. Um, I wish I could have worked on Crooklyn, like the Spike Lee movie. Spike and Joy Lee movie about their childhood in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Just because I want to, I want to like be in that like, I want to be, I want to experience '90s Brooklyn, but also '70s Brooklyn at the same time because they had to, they had to recreate the '70s in Brooklyn mm. to make that movie. You know what's so crazy is I'd prefer um, to experience 1980s all the way. The drugs, the rock and roll, the hip hop, <laughs> the um, you know, just all the way. The AIDS. Oh yeah, <laughs> that too. 
Um, but yeah, like so many cool things were happening. Like for, I feel like so many cool things have always been happening in New York City, but I think like 70s to 90s, like that 20 year period, wild, wild fucking times, primarily for like the LGBTQ community. And I would, I would love to like experience that, but that's cool. Um, your turn. What's your favorite movie? This is gonna sound crazy. I don't really quite have a favorite film. Um, actually, that's a lie. I really, really, I think the only reason why I'm saying that this is my favorite film is largely because it was one of the films that really got me interested in like writing because it was mm-hmm. off of a book. Wuthering Heights, I love a, I love a story of like scorn. <laughs> I do, I, I like, I like films about like rage and like <laughs> the chaotic, like it's Wuthering Heights is, the book was chaotic, the film was chaotic, but it was like, and it was back in the day. So like their definition of chaotic was very different from like today. And honestly, I would love, <laughs> love, 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 love to have like a Wuthering Heights, but like with a very different twist on it. Like I would love to like do like a Nollywood version of like Wuthering Heights. Mm. Like y'all ain't seen shit. <laughs> like y'all don't see shit until like Nollywood makes a version <laughs> of an American film, man. For sure. I'm so down for that. Um, I'm not even like a Wuthering Heights fan, and I would I'd be so down for that. Fuck yeah! Like love, scorn, revenge, it everything. Yo, Nollywood does revenge in a way that like people just don't understand. Like we be out here poisoning niggas, putting curses on people. It's a whole vibe. Um, <laughs> Okay, who is the coolest person who follows you on Twitter right now? Before you answer that, I would just like to let the listeners know. Jean-Michel is really like, he's out here. Don't sleep on my nigga. He is, he's coming. He's up and coming. Yeah, anyway, continue. I'm, but I'm still, I'm still under a thousand followers though. That's not like, the point. I'll That's not the point. Who's the coolest person following you right now? Now I'll remember you. Okay, I think you designed this question just because of recent events. But I did, yes. Uh, that'd be Ryan Johnson, who followed me like about a week ago. About a week ago. Knives out. Are we, no, we tweak a hoe. Free Bobby. Huh? <laughs> Bobby. Free Bobby Shmurda. Um, <laughs> I don't care. He's black. All right. Free all the niggas. I mean, I'm a person of abolitionist. <laughs> anyway, could go off. Go just... Abolish prisons. Um, right. <laughs> Maybe Bobby will start following me. Uh, Bobby, don't come for me. Look, I'm just saying, like, I'm, you know, I hate the police too, but, you know, you got put away for a reason. That's that's (laughs) just the point I'm making. Um, Ryan Johnson for now is following me on Twitter. He he directed Star Wars, like the best Star Wars movie. He directed Looper. Brick and this he does like a lot up. of. I didn't really like Looper. No offense to your homie that follows you on Twitter. That's where people in the future can't murder people because they'll get caught. So they send dead bodies back to right. get murdered. Oh, they they send like they send their enemies into the past to get murdered. Oh, okay. And I'm also not the biggest Star Wars fan, but you were really excited about it, so I was like, "Aw, look at him! He's so happy." Okay, what's your next yeah, question for uh, me? <laughs> What will you do if Biden doesn't win? Don't say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd be so pissed off. Like, I'd literally be like, y'all literally had me out here fucking voting and shit. I think I'd probably just go back to Nigeria if I'm being, like, completely honest. Um, I read a really good article by, I'm forgetting the name of the, uh, art, the, the writer, the journalist. But he talked about how Americans don't 
Americans who've never truly lived under an authoritarian regime. And he like brackets them as quote unquote real Americans because the guy who wrote the article is actually an immigrant or his parents are immigrants. And also there's just, there's a lot of important work to be done as well in Nigeria. And I just feel like, and I, and I guess this is one of the major differences between when you are a black immigrant versus a black American is I am privileged enough that I can go back to a country that at least to an extent kind of values my black life. Whereas in this part of the world, it's like, I think I'd probably go back to Nigeria. I mean, you have all these white people anyway telling us to like go back to our fucking countries. So America is my country, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. but- Can I add on to my, to my question actually? Yeah. What do you think of the whole SARS thing? Oh, you know, that was actually gonna be the mind your business for this week. Because I was going to say that oh, okay. the Nigerian government, we might as well just get into it. The Nigerian government needs to mind their fucking business. Like, so for people who don't know, SARS essentially stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And they were developed, I think, around like 1984. Also, 1984 Nigeria is militant, military dictatorship Nigeria. Right, So this system was formed under a military dictatorship. And the people who work for SARS, they're not just your average policemen. And also policemen in Nigeria are just thousand percent trash, 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 basura. Um, right. And so- Like everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> duh. And so SARS, essentially, they pretty much just kill people for shits and giggles. They do. Um, and what they usually do is they pull up on you. They ask you for your phone, um, without a fucking warrant. They look through your phone to quote unquote, make sure that you are not doing yahoo yahoo. Yahoo yahoo is like 419. Sorry. Scamming, scamming, scamming. <clears throat> I forget. Wait, really? The, the Nigerian scam police have to stop the scammers? Y yeah. But like they never, all they do is really harass people though. And then here's the shitty part is they ask you, they like when they do end up in like nicer situations, when they do end up letting you go, they usually end up asking you for a bribe or like they literally will get you to mm -hmm. like hail down like a kekena pep, um, a rickshaw. And like they'll literally force you to get into the kekena pep, take you to the fucking bank and literally ask you to withdraw cash to pay them. They literally will hold you ransom. Like what? Right. Que what the fuck? And they do this. The one extreme is they pretty much hold you for ransom and you know, you give them money, they leave you alone and then God help you because you'll probably have to deal with it in like another week or two. Um, and the unfortunate thing that usually ends up happening is they kill you for shits and giggles. No judge, jury, none of that shit. No warrant, no documentation. Straight up, just like like extrajudicial style killing. Nigeria has a huge population of people that is around our age. The people that are leading our country are ancient and they're corrupt. They, they look the other way because at the end of the day, SARS is a wall that protects these corrupt like governors and you know our president is also corrupt actually now that i think about it two of my presidents are corrupt although <laughs> i disavow all of them why is not my president and neither is donald domas trump right i i had two corrupt pre presidents too but 
COVID only killed one of them. You just That's wait. A damn shame. You just wait. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, and so like the the SARS thing is it, but it's also you know I have to say though it is also very inspiring. Like looking at what young people in Nigeria are doing is so fucking inspiring. And the reason why I'm saying it's so inspiring is because people are doing it regardless of tribe, regardless of class, and regardless of religion. And for people who don't know, Nigeria is pretty much split 50-50 between Muslims and Christians. During Muslim prayer, because we have mosques that like op openly do the call for prayer, uh, I think it's called the Adha, yeah, the Adha or something, mm -hmm. I'm, I think I'm mispronouncing it. They would like literally create like a blockade between Muslims and the police and all of these like riot gear wearing dumb fucks to let them have their like daily prayers while they're protesting. And I'm like, look at that. I'm like, that is what fucking revolution looks like. That is what unity looks like you know also i will also like add some links um when i post this on like i post a snippet of this on our instagram page i'll add some links um relating to like the best ways that you can get involved because at the end of the day we sit on here and talk about how we want to like end police brutality in the united states and i think we also need to stick with that um, in other countries as well, like Nigeria, like other parts of Africa. And the one thing that I love the most is women are also at the forefront leading this and it is scary. And you know, like I'm really proud of my countrymen and everything that they're doing. And like, I would, I wanna be able to do the best that I can to advocate and there was actually a protest today in Montreal as well. Um, I think a couple of hours ago. And there've been protests. Yeah, there've been protests all over Canada. There've been protests all over New York City. There've been protests in London. The president of Nigeria, Buari, he's just been silent. Yeah, that's my long-winded answer for SARS. And you know what? Mind your fucking business, Nigerian government. I bet just leave, leave. At this point, all of you have taken all of the money. Go go away. Just like take the money that you've stolen and just I beg, vamos, <laughs> vamos. And like let let like let the let the younger people just handle this because, you know. So was was that your only question? For, was that your last question for me? Jamshaw? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, ooh, I have a really good question for you though. One last question for you cuz like right. I'm an egotistical narcissistic maniac like that. Um, what is the best part about working with your best friend, Princess? <laughs> um, be nice now. <laughs> of course I'm gonna be nice. Um, well, first, you're funny. Really? I don't um, think I'm funny at all, but thanks. <laughs> I don't hang out with people who aren't funny. I don't think you're funny. Aww. And you keep it real. Thanks. Yeah. I really try. It's hard to come by these days. YouTube. YouTube. And like, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I have to say like, thank you for like throwing this idea out there and like letting us just run with it because it's it's definitely done a lot to like help my mental health and it gives me like a like i think a sense of structure like i always have something to look forward to at the end of the week so thank you to our listeners thank you to like my best friend john michelle and uh but yeah thank you so much for tuning in to the 10th episode of mind your business we love you stay woke yes. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I just wanna lie on my bed. Listen to this baby.